Would you pray with me? God, we're grateful. The heaven is here. We're grateful. Jesus, you came. We're grateful, Jesus, you're coming again. So just pray today that we move from one year to the next, that we remember, that we actually would take time to remember where you've been leading us, and that, uh, I don't know, we get excited about where you're bringing us. So we say, come Holy Spirit, would you have your way in this place? Would you move in our hearts and our minds? Um, would you change today how we think, at least a little bit? Would you pray for the prayer that Jesus taught his brothers and sisters? If you don't know the words, they'll be on the screen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Have a seat. Get out of Bible. <laughs> it's always fun when you can make yourself laugh, right? All right. I'm going to try to slide. I got a lot of papers up here today. Uh, we're going to be, uh, I want to read first, uh, I want to read Luke 2, 46 through 52, and then we're going to read Matthew 7, 13 through 14 to begin um, before we get into the day. So um, at some point in time this year too, I think we're going to have a series where everybody has to bring their own Bible to church. What do you think? Like mark up our own Bibles? Does that sound good? Everybody in for that? That's a really good idea. Someone told me that. I was like, that's a great idea. We should do that. I know we have them here. You could probably take one if you want one, I think. I don't know. So, all right. So we're going to read Luke 2, starting 46 through 52, and then we'll go to Matthew 7. Um, just as you're turning, this is the story. Uh, we'll talk more about it, but Jesus is younger. Um, Jesus' parents can't find him. Uh, Jesus' parents find him. So verse 46. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, Jesus asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. And then Matthew 7, it's page 961, just 13 through 14. This should be familiar to us. We spent a little time here this fall. I love listening to pages turn. I don't know. I still like it. All right, Matthew 7, 13 through 14. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. People of God, it's the word of God. All right, so we're going to be, let's see, we're probably going to be Matthew 7 first. Um, we're, it's, it's a new year. Happy New Year. Yeah, we made it, 2023. All right. And uh, this time of year, uh, we all, I think many of us do this. We remember the year before. And we look forward to the year ahead. And that's kind of what I want to do this morning because we're not starting our sermon series until next week. And that series, if you want to know what it is, God willing, is flourishing in relationships. So I hope this kind of sets us up for that. 
But today I want to remember the fall, which we were in the sermon, the sermon. And uh, it was said in here, it's been said in different places, that if you didn't read anything else, the rest of your life, out of this book of life, if you read the sermon, you'd be doing pretty good, right? So I remember that and what it was about. And then we're going to look ahead using that story of Jesus as a young, he's really a young man, okay? My sentence for today um, is, uh, I'm calling it one click to flourish, all right? I'm going to say click a lot today, okay? It's going to be stuck in your brain. I guarantee it's stuck in my brain. Click, 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 okay? One click to flourish. And here's the reason why. Um, uh, this time of year, well, first I'm going to say, some of us don't want to do anything new, all right? Some of us really are that way. Well, I'm going to ask you to do one click. There's some of us who want to change everything. And I'm saying, I don't think that's a good idea. How about one click? So research shows that if you try to make a huge change in your life all at one time, generally you're successful for a very short time, right? And then what happens? You swing back the other way. Like I just heard a story the other day uh, where somebody had locked, changed their diet and lost some weight, right? It's great. Went on vacation and gained it back. So that's what happens. So what I want to talk about today is when I think about one click, there's small changes. And over time, like let's, say you have, let's say you have one click a week. Well, you have 52 clicks this year. 52 slight changes to move us in a new direction. You know, they always say you can't turn a large boat in the ocean fast, right? You can't make sudden turns because they're big. It's a big boat. So you change the rudder, rudder right? Rudder's the right word, a little bit. And you slowly go in a new direction. So I want to talk to you about one click, one click at a time this year by remembering where we have been. So just a little bit more. Uh, I, actually, I want everyone to think just for just a minute. When did you learn a new, a new thing, a new skill, like actually change your lifestyle in some way and do a brand new thing? Did it take a long time or a short time? So just think about it. What have you done where you took time to change? So example I have, and maybe you want to try this this year, is a person said, what if you want to eat more vegetables this year? That is a good goal, right? Vegetables are good for us. So we probably aren't just going to eat a plate full of vegetables. It won't taste very good. I said, but what if, what if you ate one baby carrot this week every night at dinner? Just one. It's like, could you do that? I was like, yeah, I could do that. It's like one bite. Yeah. So, well, next week, what if you tried two? Yeah, just like two bites. I could do that. Week three, add a piece of broccoli. Oh, two carrots, a piece of broccoli, three bites. Got it. So well, think about it. 10, 12 weeks later, what are you doing? You're eating a plate full of vegetables. And you like it because you're used to it and you think it's good for you and you're feeling better. I was like, that makes so much sense. We t- I was talking with some young men and we, we challenged them to use their phones less. I don't know. But what if you do 10 minutes less a week? I don't know. Well, you know, 10 minutes less a week is what? Like 1.15 minutes? Like, they're like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Or I thought to myself when I learned how to shoot a basketball. When I first started shooting a basketball, my elbow was way out here. And you shoot a basketball like this, it goes this way and it goes that way. And slowly, by watching other people, I brought my elbow in. And it more often than not went straighter. I was not, a, I was not an amazing shooter. I got better, though. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want you to just be thinking in this day of transition, as you remember last year, moving into this year, I want you to think about small clicks, small changes in your life that you could do this year. And over time, who have we become? So I read Matthew 7 first, 13 through 14. Do you remember the Sermon on the Mount? 
Everybody remember the sermon? If you've been here at church, we talk about the sermon for a long time, right? What was the sermon about? Sermon, Jesus opens before, repent, change how you think. That's what repent means. Change how you think, change the way you're going. And everyone can change. That's how it starts. Everyone can do this. And she said, I, I, you guys have some wrong ideas about what I came to say. And it's getting kind of rules-based. And that's not what it was about. It was about relationship with me. So let me re-explain all this. Let me walk you through it, right? He said, and bottom line is, I want you to be salt and I want you to be light, which is a blessing. Salt draws out what's good. Light lights up what is bad. That's the goal. So he, if you remember, we work through really our whole person, our whole life. Remember the slide with the iceberg? Slide with the iceberg, anybody? Yep. We, let's work on the me that no one sees, but is me. Then we talked about our motivations. Why do we do the things that we do? We talked about our treasures, what we are centering our life around. Then we find ourselves at the end here where Jesus is talking about the wide road and the narrow road. And the argument in here was that we oftentimes equate that to salvation. And it does lead to eternal life. But in context, Jesus is saying, no, I'm talking about how to live. Remember this? The wide road are people who don't love. Loving's hard, right? And our definition for love is to will, I like, and to serve the good of another. So we're becoming people who can love other people, to will and serve their good over my own. Even if I have to give up some of my own rights, my own privileges, because I want them to become who they are supposed to, be, to become. I want to be who I'm supposed to become, which requires humility. That was the whole sermon. So we're trying to become people who know how to love, right? Whole fall, that's all we talked about, right? You remember this? Give me some nods if this is familiar. Or thumbs up. My, my kids give me thumbs up or thumbs down if they remember that. All right, got some thumbs. Okay, great. So how do we do that, though? How do we become those people? It feels very daunting, right? I heard one person say that the Sermon on the Mount's like, it's like a really high bar. How do I, it's not a, that's not what we mean. You become the kind of person who just lives like Jesus, who has the character of Jesus, but it feels daunting. So how do we do that? So Luke 2, 46 through 42. Let's jump back there if you have your Bibles. I've got to find mine. So I was preparing for this week, and I know it's Christmas. I know it's Advent, but I kept finding stuff around this, and I was like, wow, all right. There's something to this, okay? All right. Well, so we'll start in 46. So after three days, Jesus' parents found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers. What was he doing? He was listening to them, and he was asking them questions. So I, one person I read said, Jesus was, what do you think, he, when you listen and ask questions, what are you doing? You're learning. Jesus is learning. Jesus somehow, great mystery, is fully God. He's fully man. I don't know how all that works out. I said it before, I love this idea that when there's a thing I don't understand yet, there was this thought in Jesus' day that when you came across a mystery, a problem you could not solve, I tend to get angry. The tradition in Jesus' day with some of the rabbis was to dance. You would dance when you came across something you didn't know. Why? Because someday you would know. Because God is a good God. And when you're ready to learn, you're ready to know, he's going to let you know. So I don't quite understand that's, it's amazing that God, Jesus is fully God and he's fully man. But Jesus in this passage just struck me. Think about, so we want to become people 
who have learned to love, who become people who know how to love. It's been formed within us, right? As we move into this year, talk about how do we slowly do that? Well, Jesus, as a young man, moving into adulthood probably, is listening and he's asking questions. And he's doing it at such a level that everyone who heard him, that'd be the questions, that'd be also his answers, they're amazed at him. But Jesus is learning. And what does he say to his parents? They're frustrated with him, rightfully so. You know, he's been gone for three days, which is not abnormal, I guess, because you're kind of moving packs, but they're a little bit, I mean, I would be a little frustrated with my kids if they were missing for that long. And Jesus says, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? So Jesus is learning. But I've read different translations about what, how you would translate that. So, that, you know, we have different translations of the Bible, right? They're they trying to take an, an older language and bring it into today, and we're trying to figure out exactly how do we make that make sense to us. So I've heard that translated as, um, didn't you know I had to be um, in the things of my father? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Didn't you know I had to be a part, a, a part of my father's business? But the, one I, the, the original words, it's really hard to read because it essentially says, didn't you know I had to be of my father? So Jesus is learning because he wants to be of his father. So somehow, fully God, fully man, he is be- becoming of his father by learning and listening and asking questions. That just really has just been messing with me. Wow. I want to be of my father. All the translations, a part of his, doing his business. Yeah, to do his business, I have to know who he is. I have to know him. Well, I have to be in relationship with him, talking with him, right? If I'm going to be in his house, I want to be in his presence. I want to be near him. I want to be with him. If I want to be of my father, there's this, somehow there's this blending of their persons, right? And we're talking about this next week, the circle of love, this relationship that has always been and always will be. I want to be of my father. And then, so, that's Jesus. Remember, we're talking about from last year. As we move into this year, how do we become people who love? We are learning to be of our Father, one click at a time. I've been having so much fun with this. Wow. That's so exciting to me. So, too, this is the first time that, that we hear Jesus say, he calls God his Father. So Jesus, is, he's showing us our posture, right, of learning. And I, 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 did, I did some digging. Yeah, I had some fun. So we hear a lot. We're supposed to become, be like Jesus, develop his character, right? We're supposed to become like him. We're uniquely ourselves. We're fearfully and wonderfully made, right? Psalm 139. But we're becoming more and more like him, his character, his person. So I just thought a fun Google search, verses that talk about being like Jesus. There's a couple of pages in the Bible, right? It's a, it's a common theme. We're to become more like him. So here's a couple. This is John. Whoever says they abide in him, Jesus ought to walk live, do the things that he would do in the same way in which he walked and he lived. So if Jesus, as he's growing, we'll talk about in a minute, he's growing, he's, he's learning, he's listening, he's asking questions. Should I then be doing the same thing? 
Or uh, Paul, we need to be, he says, you be imitators of me, Paul says, because I'm imitating Jesus. So to become like him, we talk about this, to be discipled by him, coached by him, whatever word you want to use, whatever makes the most sense, apprenticed by him, taught by him, we have to be like him and be, and he wanted to be of the Father. So we have to enter this relationship with him, which was our invitation, Father, Son, and Spirit. But he calls God his Father. That's the first time we see that in the Gospels. Jesus is a very young age. So he obviously knows. He knows who God is somehow, some degree. His Father. So he's all saying, I need to, so one, we're learning, and he's God's different than you think. Because that's not how people thought of him. Words, Daddy, Abba. You know, as I was studying, I, I thought the first time that I got to be a dad with both my daughters. And the first times I got to sit, and, sit next to them, hold them. I was imagining how I felt as I sat and looked at them. So funny with little kids. They can drive you a little bit bonkers sometimes, you know? They're so much fun. As I thought, though, was even in those moments, it's like a smile. It's like something happens. They learn something. It's like this, like, instant. <sighs> I love you guys. It's so fun. I always tell them, it's so fun being your dad. Daddy. So he, Jesus is learning. He's saying, we're learning about that kind of God. How good is that? Then he went down to Nazareth with them, verse 51, and was obedient to them, to his, to his parents, Mary and Joseph. His mom treasured these things in her heart. I love, and Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, and favor. So Jesus grew. There's a, that, that word, is, it's, it's progressive. Jesus is growing. He's growing in the word, in original words, in stature. He's getting growing in wisdom, understanding, and favor. That's like special approval. So there's this God who we get to learn about. If you are his son or his daughter, he loves you. You're going to grow in, become like him, of him, and he has special approval for you. I'm like, man, I want to learn more about that God. That's what Jesus did. So, one click at a time. Everybody is getting one of these today. All right? I got challenged. I think kind of challenged that I couldn't hand out all of them, which means I got to do it. What is this, you ask? These are clicks. These are opportunities to gather with the people of God to learn about this God who loves us, Father, Son, and Spirit, one week at a time. You know, we live in a culture of we think we can do everything by ourselves. I think that quite regularly. We can't. We need to be with each other, refined by each other. And what you're going to find, because all these things in here have to do with the sermons we have coming up. So what I love is you're going to take what's happening Sunday, and we're going to draw it out into relationships in the course of the week. We're going to be learning about what it means to flourish in relationship with God, within the circle of love, and then with each other, 
And we're going to do it in here on Sunday when we realign and we worship. You're going to do it in the middle of the week as you gather, as we prepare for that gathering. It was fun. I said it's the first service. I had someone write me an email. And one of the opportunities this uh, coming up here is uh, uh, emotionally healthy relationships. And uh, we had a huge group last time I went through, like 70 or 80 people, I think. And one of the persons who was in it uh, took it and said, I learned about who I am and what I have to offer within the kingdom. And he said, so now I'm going to take the, member, the, the membership class. I want to become more part of this family because I know that I have things to give and ways to serve, ways to love people, to will their good and serve their good. It all came out of a gathering with other people as they were learning about themselves and how God feels about them. That's so good. That class is a little bit longer. I think it's like eight weeks. It's eight clicks. But think about it. Well, for over eight weeks, once a week, you change just a little bit. Click, click, click. And you understand yourself and how God sees you and feels about you. Then how in your relationships, what will you be like in eight weeks? I think you're going to be a little different. There's one thing in here. First service, someone came to me and said, you got to do more altar calls. I said, well, you know, yeah, we don't do many of those, do we? I said, but you know, we have a class in here called Believer Baptism. So if you want to let people know, if you want to make a, if you want to profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior in front of other people, join that gathering. And then guess what we get to do? If you do it in here, have you been to the services where we celebrate baptism, where people come under and come up? Have you been, ladies? It's to worship. It is so much fun. People cheer and we sing and it's amazing. Maybe that's the next click for you. The next thing for you. So everyone's going to get one. I just want you to think about it. What's one click? There's a class in here called What Does God Have to Say About Our Bodies? My dad's going to teach it. Four weeks. It's four clicks. There's one about parenting. There's one about the seven principles for making your marriage work. There's one about redeeming singleness. Wherever you are in life, if we're going to flourish in love for God, neighbor, world, these are opportunities for us. Click, click, click. You know, I always I think of Paul sometimes when Paul seems to have this, this amazing conversion, right? Because he's blind and he can see and yeah. But what does he do after that? He goes away for three years to become of the Father, Son, and Spirit. To learn about them. To change how he thinks which changes how he lives in this amazing story. This guy becomes the evangelist of all evangelists, and he's bringing the kingdom everywhere that he goes in all kinds of different ways to all kinds of different people. There's a gathering, a group in here called Co-Parenting Works. So if you're in a situation where there is divorce within your family, how do we navigate this thing together? How do, we, how do we help our kids? How do we help our spouses? How do we help our, both sides? You can gather with people who are in the same walks of life as you, and we together can flourish one click at a time. Men's ministry, women's ministry. The women's ministry is a little more put together than men's, but we're figuring it out. 
I want everybody to get one. And maybe this doesn't work for you now. I don't know. Maybe one click for you is just to be here every single week to gather. Maybe one click for you is to increase your generosity by a, I don't know, 0.25% this year, half a percentage point, one percentage point. Maybe this year you want to find a local ministry and you want to start investing in them. I'm not sure one click is. But slowly over time, I love how patient God is with us. He doesn't need no sudden changes. There are, kind of there are, but then there's, there's, you're going in a brand new direction. So I just want, I'm just here to encourage you today. I loved, uh, read this this morning. He who began a good work in you, in us, those who say Jesus is king, who have repented, who are changing how we think, changing how we live, that person who began that good work in you will carry it out. He'll carry it out to completion until the day when he comes back. I was reading um, a, uh, uh, Eugene Peterson's version of Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, and uh, I'll invite the band up here. Um, I just loved it. It's a thing about beginning a year. Slowly growing, slowly changing. I'm guessing uh, some weeks the click will make sense and it'll go well. Because in some weeks it will not go so well, right? Good and bad, busy, not busy. We want to keep going the same direction. He said this, keep your eyes on Jesus, who began and finished this race when he came to be with us that we're in now. Study how he did it. Learn like he did because he never lost sight of where he was headed. The exhilarating finish in and with God, which helped him put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, all the things. And now he's there at the right hand, the place of honor, alongside Father. So when you're lagging this year in 2023, or maybe when you get, you're really frustrated with where you think things are going, you don't understand why people are doing some things they're doing. Maybe you're frustrated with yourself. Maybe relationships have become broken. He said, when you're lagging, go back over the story. Work through it line by line. Remember what Jesus plowed through. And he said, if you do that, it'll be a shot of adrenaline to your soul. Is one click in people's brains? So I'm going to ask. I need some help this morning. I think there's a challenge to get these in everyone's hands. I'm not sure if we'd have enough if I did that. But the invitation today, even if you're watching online, there's a link in the bottom. It takes you right here. What's one click this year? This week, you have 52 clicks. What happens then next year? When we look back, if we as a, as a body, as a group, say, let's do this. What will we be like? What will our city be like? What will our schools be like? Our places of work? I think it'd be different in a really good way. So at the end, I'm going to ask for help. So someone, someone's getting a little tug that they're supposed to hand these out right now. And in a minute, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. You're going to be at the doors. And maybe two. I've done a, not, I've not done a great job with this. You probably have noticed there's these boards straight out the doors. They're kind of red, the same coloring as our, as our graphic. 
And what we did was we had a, one of our young high school students actually did all that lettering, which is super cool. Her name is Anna. And we created a bookmark for you. And it's from the Sermon on the Mount. And one's about how we're developing ourselves, passages with how we're, how we're being developed. And the flip side is how we honor each other. So maybe a click for you is to grab, they're out there, we hand this up to you and put that in your Bible. And every day, when you get up, most days, try to, you read through those. What will we be like? I'd be excited to find out at the end of this year. Let's pray. Man, God, I'm so, I'm just, I'm just so encouraged by you. I love that uh, there's always more to learn about you, to be of you, to, that it never ends. And that is so exciting to me. There's always new depths and more places, and that will be that way forever. Life with you is not static. Life with you is dynamic. And so I pray that this year, that you would show us the little ways, the little things you want us to do and to add, the little clicks, where we will become more like you. We will possess your character and your person. And we will know how to love like you. And that as you look down in Pella, Iowa, you'll see lots of people on the path that leads to life.